What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. We are somehow 4-4. Four four. I don't know how, but we are on a three-game winning streak. We beat the Bears, we beat the Packers, and now we've beaten the Colts. And next week, we have the Vikings. So, I don't know how, but we are, I think, half a game back or one game back from being in the playoffs. If you told me that a month ago, I don't know what we would have done because, I mean, I would have to guess Carson Wentz got hurt or something or we put in Heineke, which we did. So, we are 4-4 four and four now. About a half game back or one game back from being in the playoffs or getting that last playoff spot in the NFC. It's a weaker NFC, so we definitely have a chance at making the playoffs. I could definitely see all four NFC East teams making the playoffs this year, which especially with the NFC South being horrendous and only, I'm, I'm just going to say, only one team is going to make it out of that division. I don't know if it's going to be the Falcons who are in first place right now, the Panthers. Through that offense is looking really good, especially in that run game. Or if it's going to be the Bucks who have struggled a lot recently. I don't think it's going to be the Saints, as the Saints, um, they they aren't that great. I know they just blew out the Raiders, but they, I don't think they're going to make it through that uh, their second half of the season. But besides that, Heineke, Terry McLaurin, that duo went off against the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Heineke was 23 of 31 on the day, over 270 yards through the year. A touchdown, he ran some as well. Terry McLaurin in his homecoming game in Indianapolis, he had six catches on eight targets, 113 yards, including the big clutch catch that was like 34 yards or something on that final drive of the game, which was a beauty in itself. We went like 90 yards or or some or something, but that was an absolute crazy drive. Um, Terry McLaurin, he's done miracles on me or something because he is incredible and he's worth every single penny of his $71 million, $72 million contract. So I even think we got stealing that thing because... Terry McLaurin is an absolute game changer. And when he's on the field, the offense is just like so much better. Um, one thing I do want to mention, the uh, offense is definitely better than with Carson Wentz because I don't know if it's just motivation or something, but the offense with Carson Wentz is just not not that great. And the play calling definitely needs to be better if you're Scott Turner. Uh, the only reason why Scott Turner isn't fired right now is because we keep on winning games somehow. And it doesn't matter how you win it. It just matters that if can you win it and we have won each of these last three games now each of these last three games have looked absolutely horrendous on the offensive side of the ball and on some on the defensive side of the ball as well but it doesn't matter how you win it just can you win it and we've won so we're four and four now let's move to the defensive side of the ball bobby mccain and jonathan allen each leading the team with eight tackles jack del rio definitely needs to I mean, he's had some good games uh, against the Packers and against the Bears and the Colts, but these aren't the best offenses in the NFL. We did hold Jonathan Taylor to only, I believe, like 76, yeah, 76 yards on 16 carries, which for one of the best running backs in the NFL, that is completely fine with me. Sam Ellinger in his first start, uh, first NFL career start, 17 of 23, 201 yards. He did not play a bad game at all. He was throwing it downfield a lot. The secondary definitely let up some big plays. We need to step up on that secondary a little bit. 47-yard pass to Alec Pierce. 38-yard pass to Paris Campbell. A 28-yard run from Paris Campbell. These big plays have definitely been killing us over the last few weeks, and they were killing us again in this game and was really one of the reasons why we almost lost this game. So it was uh, it was pretty interesting. But in terms of the pass rush, we got the same Ellinger twice for a total of 12 yards, one of them being Deron Payne and another one, I don't even know who, but on the ESPN.com website, it just says team. So it was pretty solid day for um, the pass rush, but definitely could have been better. In terms of the special teams, Joey Sly made uh, his only field goal, which was from like 28 yards or something, but made both extra points as well. Definitely need to make all of his kicks. If we wanted to win a one-point game, we won 17-16 over the Colts. Tress Way, of course, the people's punter, six punts for almost 300 yards. 
uh, and having four of them inside the 20-yard line. He could have been maybe NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, but, uh, I mean, hey, <laughs> I feel like he can be Special Teams Player of the Week every week because he punts so much. So we have him for a reason when our offense is just absolutely dead. Uh, he flips the side of the field a lot. In terms of the run game, I didn't actually talk about that. Taylor Heineke, six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, four carries for 29 yards. Brian Robinson had eight carries for 20 yards. Here's the thing with Brian Robinson is that I know he's a great story and stuff and um, his return and everything, but he's got a lot of carries and he hasn't really had a great yards per uh, carry average. This game, he only had two and a half. And in both of the other two games, he had under four. And four is like the big number of, uh, can you, if you average more than four yards per carry, you're a pretty solid running back. And he has not done that once, I believe, so far this season in the regular season. Antonio Gibson had seven carries for 19 yards. J.D. McKissick had two carries for six yards. A lot of people are running the ball for Washington, but run game never really got going. Not even 100 yards for one of the best rushing offenses in terms of the last few weeks. Uh, it's been one of what Washington's strengths. So run game never really got going in the offense either. All right, now I know this is a little bit quicker episode, but one last thing here before uh, this episode comes to an end: the trade deadline. Uh, when this tr- when this episode comes out, the trade deadline will be over, uh, at, as it ends at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. I am actually recording this on Tuesday as well as as I'm recording this it is 1:30 p.m. Eastern time. So we are about two and a half hours out from the trade deadline. So far, we've seen guys like T.J. Hawkinson surprisingly get moved today. We've seen Kadarius Tony last week get moved. We saw Roquan Smith on Monday get moved. The really, I think the reports is the only guy that Washington is willing to trade right now, unless some, unless an offer like blows them away, is William Jackson. And I think this has been pretty obvious for the last few weeks. He's been hurt and not playing uh, during these last few games. And I saw a report. I think it was Jeremy Fowler who reported it. I want to give credit to who it was. I think it was Jeremy Fowler. But oh, oh, okay. We have breaking news. As I'm recording this, the Steelers are trading Chase Claypool to the Bears as I'm recording this. So I just want to point that out there. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to find the um, the uh, report on William Jackson. As William Jackson, he's most likely going to be cut bef- uh, after the trade line if we don't find a trade partner. But Chase Claypool, Ari Mirov with the breaking news. Oh, is it Field, Field Yates, actually, with the breaking news? The Bears are trading for Steelers wide receiver Chase, uh, Chase Claypool. This is going to be interesting, but... I guess I'm going to talk about this for a little bit. I know this is a Commanders podcast, but first time we're getting breaking news during an episode. Chase Claypool to the Bears. The Bears definitely need a wide receiver. Uh, bring in Chase Claypool, who I believe is in the third year of his rookie contract. So um, it's a solid wide receiver uh, for the Bears, but I don't think it's going to put him over the edge or anything. It's just, I mean, he's going to come in as the wide receiver too there. So uh, it's a good, it's a good deal. We'll see what, uh, what they have uh, in compensation, but I mean, Bears finally getting a wide receiver. Of course, they trade away Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn already here in the last few weeks. So, I mean, uh, pretty solid trade for the Bears. Pretty solid trade for the Steelers. Again, we'll see what the compensation is. But um, I guess, yeah, breaking news on a uh, during a podcast episode. That's that's a first. So that is interesting to watch. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Keeping Up With The Commanders. I know there won't, there won't be an episode next week. Actually, I'm going to be on vacation. So there won't be an episode next week. But the episode after that will be a recap of the Vikings game. Will be a recap of I forgot who we play after that, but I think it's the let me look, let me look. Um, it's the oh, it's the oh, it's the Monday night. Okay, so we play the Vikings, and then after that we play the Eagles on a Monday night. So that episode will be probably coming out on Wednesday, the sixteenth or something like that. I mean, we'll see what happens. 
but we got a Monday night game against the Eagles after the Vikings. So two crucial games coming up after that. It'll be an easy stretch, Texans, Falcons, uh, and then Giants, who Giants twice actually with the buy in between as the Giants look like they are beatable and they're not for real. So um, that's going to do it for this episode of Keeping Up with the Commanders. Uh, all the links to my socials are in the description below. Feel free to follow. Uh, that's going to do it. See you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.